0: Tonight we present a discussion on the sphere of Tipareth, the sixth separat on the tree of life. Tippareth is called the sphere of beauty and is the center of the tree just as the sun is the center of the solar system. Tippereth is the hub from which all the other paths radiate and it is the downward reflection of light from Kether. Mythologically, it is the sphere of the dying gods, Osiris, Baal, and Jesus, and thus the point of mystic transformation and enlightenment. Raphael is the presiding archangel and is an agent of healing. Again, our texts will be Dion Fortune, Gareth Knight, and John Michael Greer. So, join us for an hour of inspiration and we'll get to the heart of old Adam Katman and we have an exam question for you which we will uh try to answer for you at the end of the uh at the end of the hour. And that is how many cavaliers does it take to screw in a light bulb? And stay with us for the answer. Um uh, and if I forget then, then you can remind me to give it to you next week. Uh now uh what I would like to do uh to uh first is to um give you our write up on tipper tippereth in hermetic yoga beyond the middle pillar uh and uh we have um we have of course the mandala for Tippereth, and then we have the icon now the mandala for our mandala for tippereth uh does not use a Mogan david or a or uh, or a, or a um, a six-pointed star made up made up of two triangles. Our mandala is the universal hexagram, and of course we put the letter Resh, the Phoenician letter Resh, at the center of it, and uh, it's in gold uh, and with uh, with pale blue petals, which are the color reflex of uh, of, of, of the yellow color. Now. Uh, Under that, it says Sixth Sphere, the Sun, Seed Letter, Resh, Archangel Raphael, God Forms, Bahal, and Mote, and the musical note is G. Now, Tifereth, the Sun, Beauty, Sacrifice, God, Bahal, Mote, the Archangel Raphael. Tifereth is the Sixth Sphere, the Central Sun on the Middle Pillar the home of the solar gods and angels. Although Baal was not originally a solar being, he became one after the Zoroastrian and Hellenic influences solarized all of the Iron Age mythologies. Middle Eastern solarization of Baal may have begun with Melkart, the Phoenician Hercules, who followed the course of the sun through the signs uh, or the beasts of the zodiac. In any case, Tippereth is the home of the old pagan year kings from Baal on through the centuries to his final Phoenician successor, Jesus of Nazareth. Actually, that's Jesus the Nazarene because there was no Nazareth in Jesus' time. Who eventually replaces him? Jesus banishes Baal's brother Mot, the Krim Reaper, the god of death, and brings Astarte up from Netzach to sit beside him, represented by his consort and priestess Mary Magdalene in our Rosicrucian sixth degree. Now, Tippereth is the sphere of beauty and transformation, ruled by the archangel Raphael, who is the angelic counterpart of Baal according to the Zohar. Raphael is the great healing angel and the ruler of the air element, which contains the life-giving and healing prana, that's oxygen, which we run through our arteries and veins when we breathe in and, re- and declare, through me flows a river of unlimited love. Now, um, let me make a couple comments on that. As I said uh, uh there was no Nazareth uh, in in Jesus's time it it wasn't the city of Nazareth wasn't built until 200 years after after he was crucified so he was a Nazarene and what that that was was a was a um an a lowest uh or galilean Phoenician term for uh, uh for a holy man who had taken vows of uh of chastity and certain other vows and uh so it the the whole the whole Nazarene uh uh movement actually stems from that. And uh as you recall, we had uh uh the expert on that subject, Karim Alcusa on on uh on the show uh uh some time back and we also had him as a guest at our seasonal ceremony this uh this month. And uh there are a number of things about uh, about Jesus that, that that he reveals, and and also Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Galilee, not Bethlehem of Judea, uh, and uh, but all of this uh, relates also to the fact that there was an lowest or an hell worshipping uh, biblical. Uh, religion and priesthood, if you will, practicing in in Galilee, in Canaan, in Phoenicia, uh at the same time that the uh the Judeans uh were um, were practicing uh their form of Judaism down in uh down in Jerusalem. Um uh, and uh, Jesus was more oriented toward uh, toward the uh the Phoenician uh, tradition uh, and uh, the Phoenician tradition includes, of course, several books of the Bible, like the book, well, like like Isaiah, and uh, and also the Book of Enoch, which is which is apocryphal in some respects, but it actually is a, a Canaanite book. Um, now, um, this is important to mention because uh, the solarism uh that, that affects Tipperath and affects the symbolism of tipppperth is something that that we have uh, been doing a lot of research on and and also a uh, a great deal of uh philosophical um meditating on and uh when when I said that 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 it it was influenced by Zoroastrianism like you know. I'm not really sure that that's that. Uh, that that it, uh, I, I think that it, it may very well have started in ancient Egypt, rather than, than. And one of the reasons why I think so is just take a look at the uh, uh, all the Persian, the Persian uh, version of the Mazda and all the rest of these. They use Egyptian winged sun disks. And I think Egyptian solarism may have been the original solarism that influenced uh in, including including the Phoenicians. And may have even influenced the Zoroastrians. Uh because of course they uh, uh their 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 high god, which certainly influenced Ezra and, and the Bible, uh and and influenced you know, influenced post captivity Judaism was very much influenced by Zoroastrianism as we know. In fact, uh um, a number of things uh changed about Judaism when they came back well, uh, when when they came back from Babylon. Um this this solarism uh has gone through, all the way through from uh, I think it starts and and I think uh, Karim would agree with me on this. It starts in Egypt with uh, with uh, the grandfather of Incanat who started it, and then Inkenaten, uh actually institutionalized it by the time he got on Pharaoh's throne in in, in Egypt, and uh, they called the one God Atan. They did call it, he was Ra for a while, but then then uh, they they decided they call the one God Atan, which is very much like Adon, uh, Adonai, very very similar uh, in in uh, and uh, this this uh, concept of of the sun representing the one high God and 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 all has certainly influenced uh, the the lowest part of the Bible, at least the part that survived uh, in in Canaan and in among the among the so-called ten lost tribes, who were never lost, by the way. They just they were the ones that stayed there. They were the ones that would stayed there, and and were there at the time when Joshua came in, because uh, Joshua, uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 idea that there were twelve, there were these twelve great big tribes of of uh, of uh, 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 Hebrews coming out of Egypt in the Exodus is probably not true, uh, what ha- what happened. At least the second time around, when Ezra came in, is they 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 tried somehow, but by force uh, to a certain extent, to to convince the the Canaanites that already lived there that they were the ten lost tribes, or they were the ten, or ten of the original uh, uh, Judean tribes, and and they they never. They never left. They never went to. They they didn't go down to Egypt. They uh, well, they sailed down there, you know, and traded with the Egyptians. But they didn't. They stayed in in in, in Canaan. So, um, but this part of the Bible, the the whole the lowest part of the Bible, is is was uh, is, is practiced there in in Canaan, and um, and uh, the Elohim were were the gods. Under L, El. El presided, God presided over all of these these other gods, and uh, and so the solarism represents uh, or came to represent L under Egyptian influence, and then under Zoroastrian influence, and 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 all. And that's very important to understand and it's also important to understand about Tippereth, why it is the sphere of the dying gods or the sun the son of El uh, Sons of El, because in very ancient times there there was a tradition that goes way way back and if you if you study Fraser's Golden Bough you'll get many examples of it of uh, the Year King, the god who is king for the year, and he is slain at the end of the year, uh, either by his own his own people or by uh, if he if he's a god figure if it's a mythologized figure he's slain uh, by by uh, the god of death or or whatever. Uh, and this this legend and in the Egyptian version, of course, is, is Osiris, Isis, and Osiris and Set, and. Uh, um, but this business of the dying god and being resurrected—he's and he's always resurrected by a goddess, by the way—and that that seems to be the way it goes. Either his wife, his mother, his consort, and and uh, he's he's resurrected, and and. There's a very important uh, Gnostic document that, that rolled this all up called the Nasein document. We've discussed this before, in which uh, they trace all the way from Isis and Osiris, all the way up through uh, Adonis and, and Tammuz, and, and, and of course Balmstar. They trace it all the way up uh, to to uh, Jesus, uh, and, uh, and he's the last of the dying gods. Uh and this, this Nacine nice document uh has been part of our tradition uh in the OTA for many, many years. We've uh, uh, we learned this from Jesse Weston, the British anthropologist her 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 uh, book uh from ritual to romance, which we've also discussed on the show before. So, um F is the sphere of the sun and it is the sphere of the dying god. Let's mention at this point let's mention Hercules because Hercules, as you all know, Hercules uh, has 12 labors that he does. And those 12 labors relate to, and, and, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize this, those 12 labors uh, relate to the uh, the signs of the Zodiac and the creatures of the Zodiac. In fact, they were originally Phoenician, and Hercules was originally Melchard, uh And he had a temple in Tyre. Um, uh, and, uh, the, the, uh, so he, he mastered the beasts of the Zodiac, and, and, uh, this came from the Phoenician in, into the, into the Greek, and he became Her- Heracles in Greek, and Hercules in, in, in the Roman version, and, um. Uh, and he is a solar traveling deity. In other words, he travels. The sun travels through the zodiac, and, and Hercules travels with the sun. Now, uh, um, and so Hercules represents man's uh, man's journey through the, 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 his various incarnations, and he he has he goes he has an incarnation in each of the twelve signs. And he starts off in Leo, and 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 goes on all the way through. And in the ancient times, they considered uh, uh, Cancer was the gate of the gods. He uh, and and uh, uh, Capricorn. Oh, yes, you were. Capricorn was the gate of the gods, and Cancer was the gate of men. You came in. You came in went, went down from the heavens. You came in uh, to the zodiac through Cancer. And then you went went through the whole cycle, and when you died, you went out through uh, through Capricorn, uh, and this this was this was very much involved in the legend of Hercules, uh, and that that is all part of the F, uh symbolism. Tippereth, by the way, on the Tree of Life is right in the center, in the middle pillar, and it is also called uh, the the Sphere Beyond the Veil, and uh, it's, it, there's a veil there that you go through but after you get to, after you get out of uh out of uh, uh net there's a veil that you have to go through or if you come up the middle pillar like the mystics do uh then you have to you know you come up the uh right straight up and you have to go through that uh, that veil and and it's the it's the sanctuary behind the veil and it, and it's and it's considered uh where you Finally, come in contact with your higher self. Now, uh, the Holy Guardian Angel operation is done in the sphere of Malkuth. However, it does have a relationship to the sphere of Tippereth. And uh, uh, Dion Fortune says, Kether is metaphysical, Yesod is psychic, and Tippereth is essentially mystical. Now, what she means by that, of course, is that that it's it's the sphere of of the mystics, and the middle pillar is the is the is the route of the mystics. A mystic will go straight up, will go straight up the middle pillar, and, and uh, uh, or as an occultist, will climb. Uh, Will climb uh, according to the path of the, of the serpent and touch all the all the paths going up and do it and, and go through all the spheres, and, uh, uh, and this, of course, is is important to realize because uh, you know one of the things about Zen Buddhism, and I know somebody's going to disagree with me on this, and, uh, but uh, the Zen Buddhist. Uh, he, he he is sort of a middle pillar type person whereas the middle pillar beyond you know uh without without doing the other pillars he sits and 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 uh and meditates and tries to to uh to rise up the middle pillar taking the mystical path and uh whereas the the occultist is more like a tantric practitioner he he works all of the uh all these fears of the tree going up. Um, and uh, and yet, at the same time, um, the Tibetans will tell you that the tantric path is the short way as opposed to the Zen path being the long way. So maybe they have uh, something there, that the more work you do, the shorter, the easier it is. Um, I'm going to get into... Um, to Gareth Knight here in his in um, his um, capitalistic guide, his just his, uh, um, practical guide to capitalistic symbolism, volume one, and read the characteristics of Tippereth. Magical image is a king, a child, a sacrificed god. The god name is Jehovah Elowah Vada. The archangel is Raphael. Let me mention something about that. Uh the Golden Dawn and Gareth Knight and the Fortune all uh all assign Raphael to uh uh to Tipperv. Raphael's the angel of the dawn and and uh you know the air element and uh and the healing angel. Whereas John Michael Greer goes along with Bill Gray and some other people and assigns Mikael to uh F. Now Actually, both both uh, Michael and Raphael uh, could be could be said to be at home in Tepereth, Uh because Michael is you know the angel of fire and the angel of the south and and the southern quadrant and and, uh, and the sacred lance and, and what have you. So so there's a lot of solar symbolism that you can attribute to uh, Michael. Um, one of the reasons why the golden dawn and and both uh, both night and and fortune and of course they're they're all golden Dawners, uh, uh why why they and we go along with Raphael and by the way this was something that uh, this this assignment was something that Prothymius and Agrippa could never completely agree on which one went where so they just they just stuck uh Mikhail and Raphael uh in uh in Tippereth and, and uh, back and forth and, and and let us try to sort it out. Um but uh, uh the um uh, the reason why uh Raphael is, is preferred is because Raphael is is a healing angel and Tippereth is the sphere of beauty, it's the sphere of 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 uh, of love, it's the sphere of of uh, the energy, the uh, the the energy that flows through through the uh, through our through us and uh, and uh, through the tree, and it's the reflection down of tether, and Raphael is much more in keeping with the idea that God is loved, uh, and uh, so I I prefer Raphael in in, in and, and I think. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay with that symbolism. And one of the reasons why some people prefer Mikael is because Mikael is kind of a Christ figure. And, uh, and obviously Jesus does go in Tippereth, uh, and some people prefer Mikael because they want a two-fisted Jesus. Well, you know, I mean, that's okay. That, I, I can understand that. And, uh, um. And but uh as I say it, it's there's enough argument there there's argument on both sides, but i personally and going along with the rest of the golden dawn uh i I personally prefer Raphael and Tempera. um and you go right down the line here. the mundane chakra is the sun, the virtue is devotion to great work the titles uh are the czar uh, the Zohar and pin the later the lesser continents, Malek, the king. And the spiritual experience is the vision of the harmony of things and the mysteries of the crucifixion. And the Atsalutic color is clear rose pink. The Briatic color is yellow. The Atseratic color is a rich salmon pink. And the uh, the, uh, Asiatic color is a golden amber. The vice is pride. The symbols that are lament, the rose cross, the Calvary cross, a truncated pyramid, and the cube. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, now, we've already mentioned uh, the crucifixion, but uh, the cube is an interesting uh, aspect of this. A cube has six sides. If you unfold a cube, hinge the whole thing together and unfold it, it makes a nice uh calvary type cross one uh square in the top and then and then then uh, three squares across and then, and then, and, then uh, and then three squares down and and it makes a very very nice um uh, um it makes a very nice uh uh design that uh that uh, is rather um uh, rather effective it's one of the badges of the golden dawn of course um and the lament is the rose cross and the rose cross of course is uh, we use uh, uh for making sigils and and um and for for describing in our case we 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 have a we have a, a rose cross design that, that includes all of the psych- all of the the spheres of the tree of life and the psyche centers in a, in an a sphere pattern and uh, drum truncated pyramid is a pyramid with a top cut off and um uh, and that uh you know, it uh gives you um a uh, a symbol that uh, that relates to transcendence. Uh and um, when I when I say the what I said that the absolute the color was a clear rose pink and the color and the color was yellow. One at one time I think somewhere in, in uh uh in one of our books, maybe we we yeah I think I think I reprinted it in Hermetic Yoga. I uh, I was saying that that uh, that uh, the difference describing the difference between magical color and and uh, and color that's tried, Uh and I said that, that that magical color we impose, magical color, the colors of the Minutum Mundum, and that is the combination. The minutum Mundum is a combination of of uh, the uh, the king scale for the paths and the bri and the and the queen scale for for the spheres. Uh, and because the paths are active, the spheres are passive, and and uh, so the minutum mundum becomes a sort of a magical color formula, but these colors that we have are are colors that we as magicians use to impose our design or our our program, if you will, if you want to use a computer term, on the on the uh, on the astral and and we will then they they will in turn uh, uh influence the ether the etheric plane and the physical plane but um so i i, I said at one point i said well if somebody says oh good heavens you you uh you 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 have your um uh, your heart chakra is you you, you got it uh, yellow and and blue and it should be pink and uh, well actually <laughs> I probably that was probably a mistake to use that that analogy because uh uh in uh in uh and the ozythic color is pink is rose pink and i said well you are yours pink and, and have having any color you want uh and we we but, but the difference is is we're we're using we're using uh magical color as programme as a programming uh device not not as something you scry if you scry it if you if you uh if you uh are psychic enough to scry the color uh look look at a person and see through them and see what color their chakra is maybe it would be maybe it would be pink and 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 in that uh and certainly if you're seeing the absolute uh, color it, it it certainly would be um this this by the way this magical color thing has caused a lot of confusion in in uh, in ceremonial magic because uh uh, mainly in the pentagram ritual, where where uh, the old the old school, without even thinking about it, tell you to tell you to do your pentagram, your lesser pentagrams in blue, in electric blue. Well, that's yeah, that's what they look like on the astral. But you don't do them that way because when you when you impose them, uh, you you impose them in green because they are earth pentagrams, and. Uh, very very hard to explain to people once they learn it learn it that way and trying to explain it to them to get to reprogram is difficult uh now um let me um get to the uh what we might call the celestial uh theology or celestial symbolism behind all this uh we referred to the um uh, uh to the to, to breath as the sun uh uh and and as the sun, and then there's the sun behind the sun now, in one sense here the symbol the symbolism is as they said, as Tiereth uh is the reflection of kether kether is 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 the, is the the source of the light at the top of the tree that and then it reflects downward in Tippereth now um if we're going to take a, an analogy from the uh from the universe itself uh I've got to fall back to something we mentioned before there was a russian uh, uh philosophical physicist who came up with a very very interesting concept and that that I personally find very satisfying and he ever wondered and I'm sure he wondered what keeps the sun going? I mean if the sun is a great big thermonuclear furnace, why doesn't it just blow up and and what keeps that thing going? What keeps it burning? Who keeps shoveling the fuel into it? Well this Russian um uh, um this Russian theoretical philosophical physicist going by the latest interdimensional theories, he said, Well, it's it's gaining it's being fueled the stars are being fueled from their counterparts in other dimensions. In other words, what he's suggesting is either there's a dimension that's that is one great big huge one great big huge furnace that's 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 and these stars are a little our little points uh, in, in 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 where 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 the the energy is coming through from this other dimension, which is a dimension of fire, and 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 so where yeah, it's the fuel now. Uh, or it's uh, the idea behind this is that there is a that there is an interdimensional source of this this energy that that and that. That is, in a sense, a, a physics explanation for the sun beyond the sun. Now we're going to carry this a little further about the symbolism of the uh, of uh, the universe itself in relating to that. I want to read a little bit from Gareth uh, uh, from Knight here. Um, the mundane chakra of Tipperath is the sun, which is the source of light and life to its universe, and so a physical manifestation of the powers of God himself and the spiritual worlds. The conditioner and sustainer of our solar system is the solar logos, commonly referred to as God. And though he is the one God as far as humanity and the rest of the solar system is concerned, he is God only over that system. And the sun can be considered his physical body. No, all the rest of the physical existence of the solar system is under his presidency. Now, Giordano Bruno got burned at the stake for saying the same thing about 500 years ago. Uh, Where esoteric theology differs from exoteric theology is that the latter regards God as unchangeable and supreme over all existence esoteric theology on the other hand considers God great as he is to be evolving also it considers that every star is a God presiding over its own creation and that over the God of our solar system there are other gods rising in greatness to the god presiding over the whole galactic system, which, like the solar systems, is a gigantic revolving wheel. And that presumably, there may be a god presiding over all galactic systems throughout the whole of interstellar and intergalactic space. And this is not a denial of monotheism for the god or solar logos of our system is omnipotent, omniscient, and um, and omnipresent within the system, and so is the one God for all, over all, over which it presides, and all the extra uh, influences, whether from Sirius, the Great Bear, the Pleiades, Andromeda, or the constellations of the Zodiac, affect the solar system only. Through the mediation of the solar logos, not direct. Now, that's quite a quite a mouthful, and uh, and yet at the same time, when you uh, look up at the night sky, or even better, when you look up at, the, at some of the images that Hubble has shown us of the nebulae and all the rest of this, and you and you you contemplate just how many how many gods are there, and how. And, and and where uh uh where where does their rule extend and, and and uh is the is the galaxy an empire? Is the galaxy an empire ruled by ruled by uh, uh this galactic center the Guinness center or what? You know, you can you can really you can really do a lot of uh, very interesting speculating on this and as I say, uh Giordano Bruno um did did get burned at the stake because they uh, he he that was back when Copernicus was was uh, was being contested by the by the Catholic Church and and uh, Bruno uh, and he said yes Copernicus is right uh, and, and they didn't they they didn't mind that so much because they were starting to they were starting to accept that that, that 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 people could say Copernicus was right but when Giordano Bruno said yes and this the sun must be the god of our of our of our universe. When he meant said our universe, he meant he meant our solar system. Uh at that point they thought that was blasphemy and, and they they did. They burned him at the stake. Um, so that was a shame because Bruno was quite a genius and very and, and one of the uh, one of the great her- hermetic magicians of the Renaissance. Now um I'm um, I'm going to kind of kind of digress a little bit here and 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 uh, and venture into um, my favorite degree of Scottish right, which 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 got butchered a little while ago, and, and because of the the same kind of the same kind of uh, uh, um, attitude that that got Giordano Bruno burned at the stake. Uh uh, was, um, uh caused the the uh the the crucifixion of our of our twenty eighth degree. Uh and the twenty eighth degree is Scottish kind of right is is um um uh the degree is called uh uh Knight of the Sun or Prince Adept. And uh, this this is one of one of the oldest degrees, or at least according to some people, it's one of the oldest degrees in, in masonry. And uh uh Albert Pike uh was very Pike, by the way, was very enamored of Zoroaster and, and uh Zoroastrian philosophy. And so he he uh uh came up with a version of the twenty eighth degree which was very hermetic and very alchemical and very uh um very much uh along the line of what we've been talking about tonight and um uh, and, and however it 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 because it was um, um uh, pagan if you will uh, uh some some uh, mis some misguided Christians in in Scottish Rite, Uh they decided it was too pagan or too Gnostic, and so they they had it and they 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 had tear it to pieces and, and and recast it in something that that just is really sad. But fortunately, we can still there's there's a campaign going to restore it, and and we can still do it by what we call exemplification. In other words. Uh, uh, we can still perform the degree as it was originally done. We just can't we just can't call it official. But uh but we can still do it. In fact they even uh the uh the Pycophiles got together and even published an issue of the journal in which they suggested that people do that. <laughs> anyway, I want to read you my epitome uh of uh the, of the, the, the this twenty eighth degree here. Uh, the ancient magi of the Hermetic tradition held that an individual human being was a miniature of the greater solar system with the sun at its center, in the region of the heart. Their maxim was as above so below. The venerable Kabbalists also followed this principle and placed the sun in the center of their tree of life design, in the sphere of Tiphereth. Thus the sun became the central source of light and life giving power for the tangible universe without and for man's divine inspiration within. And so this greater sun's progress in the heavens could be likened uh, to an individual man's progress through the gate of life and through the gate of death. You should know that even before the vastness of the greater universe beyond our own solar system became common knowledge Ancient masters were aware that the physical sun itself was not the ultimate God. The sun was then, as it is today, God's instrument in the heavens. His lamp, that uh, visible and tangible aspect of that great and ineffable light from beyond, and that hidden spark of the same eternal flame that resides within all men. Know then, my brother, that the great, eternal, ineffable spirit we call God is not the sun. Rather, it is the sun beyond the sun. And in your own individual heart, it is the tiny spark of that greater sun that ensoles us all. The sun within you, when finally purified to its original God-given eternal flame, is identical with every other spark of holy fire in the greater and lesser universes. Thus you may say in all humility that you are one with God and one with all humankind, but you may not say in prideful arrogance that you are God, for this would imply that you had purified your spirit beyond all your individual human faults, foibles, and desires. My brother, if you could accomplish such a great work of spiritual alchemy, then time, distance, and darkness would all disappear for you. You would be one with light, one with God, and you would find yourself at the very center of the universe without having moved a single step. Even if you never achieve such ultimate perfection, your awareness of this profound principle is the beginning of what is called enlightenment. Now, you will find that, and a little plug here, in the Seventh Ray, Book Three, the Green Ray, uh, and it's part of the Great Secret of the Freemasons, Alchemists, Resurrection, Sufis, and Catalysts by a uh, good old Frater Thabian, and you know who that is. Uh, and so, I suggest those of you who want to have have that and a little you know, a little bit deeper into that, uh, that you might uh, want to. Order that you can order that on Amazon or if you are an associate member you can dig out that a coupon for the third ray and send in and get it at cost. And uh, and uh one of the uh the, the things of course about uh, about Timper F that uh, that uh we, we have to we have to mention is is that it is it is the sphere of uh, it is the sphere of the dying God and in the in and it is the sphere of course of of, uh, of Jesus and and uh, and uh it's it it is the sphere in the in the golden dawn it's it's the sphere in which uh uh when the initiate reaches it uh, they reach the status of Adeptus Minor. Which which actually uh uh makes an Adeptus minor is a magician ...who has certain powers. And uh, I would like to... uh, I would like at this point to... uh, ...call upon Dion Fortune... uh, ...in her description of... uh, uh, ...the whole process of the powers of the Adeptus Minor here. Uh, The Archangel Tippereth's Raphael... ...the spirit that standeth in the sun who is also the angel, angel of healing. When the initiate is working on the tree, that is to say, building up in his imagination a diagram of the tree of life in his aura, he formulates Tipper F in his solar plexus between the abdomen and the breast. And actually, we, we do that pretty much in the heart area. If he intends to work his it's, it's if he intends to work in the sphere of the sixth sephirah the, the sixth sephirah he and, and concentrates the power in this in this center he will find that he himself has suddenly become a spirit standing in the sun with the blazing photosphere all around him Now, this is something we do in in Hermetic yoga in the temple. We expand the sphere within ourselves to encompass the entire magic circle in a globe. It is one thing to formulate a a sephirah in one's aura, but it is quite another to find oneself inside the sephirah. This is one 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 of the things that we certainly do in Hermetic yoga. Although one can receive the influence of a sephirah by means of the former operation, and it is a good routine method for daily meditation. It is not until one has averted, as it were, turned clean inside out so that the position is reversed, and instead of the sphere being inside one, one is inside the sphere, that one can work with the power of a sephirah, uh it is this experience which is the culmination of the initiation of a sephirah. Now this this sort of thing you will experience in, in Hermetic Yoga. And those of you those of you members who haven't who haven't set in for your Hermetic Yoga book, I would strongly recommend you do so. Uh, the Order of Angels of Tippereth are the Malachim or the Kings. These are the spiritual principles of natural forces, and no one can control or even safely make contact with the elemental principles unless he holds the initiation of Tippereth, which is that of a minor adept. For he must have been accepted by the elemental kings. That is to say, he must have realized the ultimate spiritual nature of natural forces before he could handle them in their elemental form. In their subjective elemental form, they appear in the microcosm as powerful instincts of combat, of reproduction, of self-abasement, of self-aggrandizement, and all of those emotional factors known to the psychologist. It is obvious, therefore, that if we... Uh, if we stir and stimulate these emotions in our natures, it must be in order that we may use them as servants of the higher self, directed by reason and spiritual principle. It is necessary, therefore, that when we operate the elemental forces, we do so through the kings, under the presidency of the archangel, and by the invocation of the holy name of God, appropriate to the sphere. Microcosmically, this means that the powerful elemental driving forces of our nature are correlated with the higher self instead of being disassociated into the clephotic underworld of the Freudian unconscious. Um, Of course, we don't don't use a clephot because uh, we prefer Christian Tartarus. Elemental operations are not, of course, performed in the sphere of Tippereth, but in this. But it is essential that they should be controlled from the sphere of Tippereth if they are to remain uh, white magic. If, if there is no such higher control, they will soon slide off into black magic. It is said that the fall of the four lower Sephiroth. Uh, that, that that at the fall, the four lower Sephiroth became detached from Tippereth and assimilated to the cliff eye here again, I don't agree with agree with the unfortunate cliff eye uh when uh the elemental forces became detached from their spiritual principles in our concepts, so that they became ends in themselves, even if no evil but merely experimentation is intended, a fall takes place, and degeneration soon follows now let's. Let's just make a little correction on this. Uh, This whole cliff-off concept uh, is a result of of, um, uh, the uh, uh, attempt by by the rabbis and and, and of of the Judean uh, tradition of the Yahwehists version of the bible to uh to take the pagan gods the elohim and their own elohim and 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 put them down in a garbage pit and uh they uh whereas when the when the christians finally uh, uh took over when Hermetic Hermetic Kabbalah is more more under Christian influence, and in in our case we use a Tartarus where where, where we have room for virtuous pagans, and and uh, you'll find that that uh, that these the that these ancient entities the Elohim so to speak the pagan gods, are not consigned to a to the to the sump of the clipboard. Uh I want to make that clear because oh uh, that's that's something that uh, uh that has caused a lot of confusion and uh uh oh so, yeah, yeah, the uh, because the pagan the pagan god the gods which say say which are the which are the the e, really uh and we discussed this several times before on the, on the program uh that um uh the the ancient the ancient gods are still with us they're still with us, and some of them, some of them, are uh, translated into angels. But, but actually, uh, they, um, they, they, the old are still very much with us, and they're very much with us in the Kamala. But they do not belong in a in a cliff-off. and uh, a cliffot is uh, was was conceived of a uh, literally a, a garbage pit uh where where they, they, these uh, these entities were broken. They they were broken and they were dumped as broken shells into this into this pit. And then they're uh given given terrible uh titles uh and, and uh and so that concept is is I don't think has any part in in Hermetic or Rosicrucian Kabbalah. Anyway, uh we're just about uh, running running close to the end of the hour here and uh uh next week we're gonna continue our, our our uh exploration of the tree of life and next week of course we have uh, Gabura. uh <laughs> yeah, number five uh the sphere of mars and uh, and uh and home of the goddess of and uh, now let me say this about that uh, there is no such thing in in hermetic magic. There is no such thing as black magic. Black magic is is a, is a term we don't use. There is there's red magic. That's we're, we'll talk about that next week. And uh, and there's a, um, and black magic is 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 a is a term that that was applied back uh, back in the. Uh, during the, the Faustian era uh, uh, of uh, uh, late, not late medieval. I say late, when the Renaissance uh, uh, phased into the Baroque, there was a, a school of magic that came up in Central Europe, which we refer to as the Faustian school. Uh, and and that's where uh, the term black magic comes in. And uh, interestingly enough... Um, when uh, Stan Lee and Steve uh, Ditko started uh, Doctor Strange back in the 70s, they called him the Master of Black Magic, and for several several issues of of uh, the Doctor Strange stories, uh, they, they they referred to him as Master of Black Magic. Well, somebody. But apparently, but at the same time, they, he's supposed to be helping humankind, and he's supposed to be, uh, and he's supposed to be fighting the forces of darkness. Uh, apparently, uh, enough people uh, wrote into Steve and and, and, and uh, uh, Ditko and, and Stan Lee and told him, "Hey, look here, you know, he can't be, he can't be a master of black magic and be and be fighting for the, you know, the fighting the good fight." Uh, Against the forces of Satan and all of that so uh they 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 kind of turned it around and they made dr Strange the master of the mystic uh, the mystic arts and and uh, and so uh, uh and apparently they were corrected in that so let's let's uh let's don't uh let's don't get into this um uh, get into this black magic idea and especially uh as, and especially you know, we need to stay away from that's another reason to stay away from the cliff off concept uh you know there are people uh, there are people uh, in, the, in the gothic uh, gothic community that that uh, like to like to try to evoke evoke stuff from the cliff off this is not a good idea and in fact we have a we have a good friend who did that, and that's what he got. He went out and yep, yep, he got. He thought his good spirits were in the cliffhump, and boy, when they came up, they sure acted like it. So what you see is what you see is what you get, and what you want is what you get. So we uh, you know leave the off alone. And uh, and anyway, uh, I will see you next week, and we'll will we'll, uh, we'll uh, venture to the bora. And uh and uh and meanwhile take care, be well and good night.